Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, how is everybody? Welcome back to Can You Relate? This is episode number two. Um, really quick, if you are new to my podcast, please, 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 please ignore the episodes that are from way back up until the VIP episode. I made those episodes when I weren't, wasn't very focused, didn't have an idea of where I wanted to go with this podcast. Uh, so if you listen to them now, they're not going to make any sense. They're very nonsensical. <laughs> so I apologize. I do not know how to remove them from Spotify or any other platform this is on. And I'm afraid to make a new podcast link. So I guess those are up forever. Oh, gosh. It's like when you have a yearbook. Whatever you write in there is in there forever. You can't change it. You wrote, have a great summer 500 times. Can't change it. All right, guys. Well, welcome to episode two. We are going to be talking about something not what I planned. I had planned on talking about my anxiety. Um, since this still is Mental Health Awareness Month, um, I was going to talk just about that. Uh, but I figured, you know what? I was going to talk about two jobs I've had recently that actually contributed to my anxiety and made it a lot worse. Um, so buckle up, get set, because you're in for a ride. Um, so first and foremost, again, I am going to just, you know, let you guys know about this wonderful organization. I don't mind. They are very, very, very big on mental health awareness. They promote talking about it. They promote ways to help with it. They are such a wonderful organization. So it's I don't mind.com. If you want to give that a check, definitely do that when you can. They have amazing tools on there to help manage anxiety. Um, they have, you know, links on how to get in contact with therapists, just wonderful ways to help those who really need it. My anxiety, it's, it's unique because not everybody's anxiety is the same, just like not everybody's depression is the same. So my triggers aren't going to be the same as somebody else's, but my anxiety does flare up a lot um, in situations where I am in crowds. I My anxiety goes into overdrive. I start to think there's no way out. There's no escape. I'm going to die here. It's, it literally makes me not want to be in places with massive crowds. Although with COVID right now, that's not really a, a problem. Um, Pre-COVID, it really was. I refused to go to, you know, concerts with friends. I refused to go to amusement parks because of the crowds. It, it just 
it made me so stressed out with my anxiety that I began to think if I actually went, I will die. The crowds would kill me. Um, I, my anxiety also gets triggered when, you know, I thought I had done something good, you know, help out somebody in my family, help out a friend, a coworker, and they just start screaming at me for it. It triggers my anxiety because it makes me feel like I'm the worst. I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. Those are just some of the examples of some of two things that can trigger my anxiety. There's so many other things. Um, if you don't know, I had worked at a com- a contractor basically for FedEx ground. So FedEx does not employ any of the people you see out there. Um, unless they are a FedEx ground driver, I believe I could be wrong. I never got clarification on that. Nobody ever told me a straight answer, but when I worked at FedEx, I'm sorry if you're hearing my mouth noises. My phone is very close to my mouth. I don't know why. Um, but when I worked there, I worked for a contractor. So FedEx, they actually put out contracts with contractors. They have their routes, their sections, their places and stuff that they deliver to. In the warehouse I worked at, there was four different contractors who had their own companies, their own drivers, their own vehicles. So it was a different kind of job, different challenge. I had never actually, I'm sorry if you're hearing a car, I had never actually worked in that kind of environment before. I had only been in retail mostly with, you know, different kinds of jobs here and there. So the adjustment to that job was really, you know, hard for me, but I, I made it work. What ended up happening though, is that, you know, I do thrive very well under pressure. I don't break. I actually perform really well. And I had started actually mid November of 2019 and then COVID. So I worked through the holiday season, which was very stressful it did make my anxiety go through the roof because you know I'm delivering to places I'd never been to before in Connecticut I'd never driven through or heard of I'm out so late because it's super dark I can't see numbers on people's houses if they even have their numbers it was just a mess and I was always told, you know, it starts to die down um, from February to around April. And then people start doing their summer shopping. So I was looking forward to the die down months because I was like, oh my God, yay. It's it's something I can just breathe. I can breathe. However, COVID happened. So when COVID happened, you know, this this virus brought around 
unfamiliar situations that nobody knew how to cope with or how to deal with. And um, we were thrust into uncertainty. And we were having mass volumes of orders. I had gotten injured pretty bad about five times. I messed up my shoulder four times. I messed up my back twice. Oh, so six. I can't count guys. Um, so, you know, it, people were definitely mass ordering. Honestly, you know, they were thinking pandemic. I can't go out. I can't do anything. So they're boredom buying. Boredom buying is when you're, you have nothing to do. So all you can do is buy, 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 buy. Not really thinking, hey, this is going to be a lot. Other people are going to be doing this too. Guys, when I tell you about my getting injured six times, no joke. I delivered a mat that was pure plastic that was 220 pounds of pure plastic thick and a wife of the person I was delivering to just watched me from the door and asked me do you need help uh yes okay and just stood there not only was it heavy but it also did cause my anxiety to act up because I started thinking oh my god she's watching me Oh my gosh, she's going to call somebody. She's going to call her husband. She's going to she's going to report me. I'm going to lose my job. What people think anxiety is, it's usually the opposite. You're not shaking all the time. You're not you're not, you know, fidgeting all the time. That's not anxiety. Most of the time your body is very calm. It's your brain. Your brain is just going a mile a minute or 500 miles a minute. You're trying to work through every scenario, but they're just getting worse and worse and worse. And you're not understanding how to stop it. So the pandemic definitely brought that out more. And I was getting injured and, you know, I was putting in six-day work weeks I was doing about 120 stops a day and when I say stops that means I'm going to 120 places not 120 boxes to deliver 120 places your stops did not equal that amount of things you had to deliver. So you can have 120 softs, but you can have 337 boxes. That's how much people were delivering. I mean, ordering. Wow, see? <sighs> so that was brought upon. Then I was deemed essential. That brought on new pressure. Because not only are these people ordering so much that I was trying to figure out how to have their money type flow 
we are also now labeled as essential. What I noticed as an essential worker is that, yes, we helped keep things running. We were delivering medical supplies. Originally, when the pandemic started, we were only supposed to be delivering medical supplies or medicine. That's it. We weren't supposed to be delivering workout equipment. We weren't supposed to be delivering basically desks, chairs, or anything like that. Obviously, FedEx ignored that. So did the contractors. (laughs) Um, But once you are deemed essential, the care about your safety definitely went out the window. I felt. And that made me very anxious. Because it's like, okay, you're not actually caring about your workers. You are just caring about the money. And I saw so many people going through the same thing. People were posting online, this isn't safe. It really was not safe. People were getting injured left and right at jobs, not just at FedEx, but other places people were getting sick and I also found out through this pandemic I'm a little um, germaphobic apparently because I I had already started cleaning my van down when I would go in with Lysol wipes but I did not want to be near people when they when I heard them cough I'd be like nope sneeze nope I made sure to distance myself. If somebody did sneeze, I would not go in that direction. I would walk a different way. I definitely became more of a little bit of a germaphobe. Um, and that's that's stuck with me so far. But now that we're classified as essential, where do we go from there? Well, then cases started popping up and I'm going to work thinking oh my god somebody's going to come into work with COVID now you know they weren't supposed to let people who tested positive for COVID work that was not the case they we had a driver who was told that she had to come in even though she was COVID positive. The safety of the essential workers was put at risk because we had to be delivering. We were supposed to only be delivering essential items, medical supplies, and medicine. And actually prepared meals like the food kits that was pretty much it that's what we were supposed to be doing that's not what we did we were supposed to not letting people who tested positive come into work and work but they did we had package handlers that tested positive so my anxiety at catching this went even more up the roof because I'm also asthmatic so 
I, I would get very paranoid when there's any kind of virus that can affect my lungs. Pneumonia, I'm thankful I haven't had since I was like three. Um, bronchitis, I get very often because I'm asthmatic. So COVID definitely was at the forefront of my mind every single time I was at work. When I say that essential workers, when I say this about essential workers, we were not treated like we were essential. I mean, how people reacted. Going to stores in mass amounts of groups, buying everything off the shelves. I mean, people weren't thinking. There were people of the elderly community who needed things that others didn't really need. Hoarding sanitizer, hoarding Lysol wipes, essential worker. I needed to wipe down my van. I needed to make sure I had antibacterial wipes because we have a different van. People would come in and drive them. Making sure it's safe every time I go in was a priority. My FedEx had to make their own solution and spray down the fans with bleach, which is not good because people couldn't help themselves. That brought about more anxiety. So from November, well, not November, from when we first heard about COVID in March, because I was able to celebrate my birthday in the early part of March. Lockdown happened in later part of March. My mom's birthday was not allowed to be had. From March on, I was in a constant state of anxiety. And remember before when I said anxiety is not shaking, it's not fidgeting, it's not, you know, bouncing your leg up and down or anything like that. That's not, you don't look at somebody like, oh, they're fidgeting. They have anxiety. Fidgeting is a sign of many things. It's a sign of boredom, nervous disorder, not always anxiety. It could be just uh, a sensory thing as well. So I was the essential worker. Then in June, I got a job as a phlebotomist at a hospital. And yes, I am a nationally certified phlebotomist and a certified EKG technician. I just want to, you know, something cool on my resume when I do some acting jobs. But, um, yes, I am phlebotomist. That means I can draw your blood. I can find a vein and draw blood from it. So I got a job at a hospital. I was so excited because I was finally going to get to stick people. I know you're probably, you're probably thinking, um... She's excited about sticking people. It's oddly fun to stick people and have their blood come out. 
It's hard to explain. You won't understand it unless you're a phlebotomist. But I got a job as one. My mom was over the moon. My family was over the moon. I was over the moon because I was like, yay, I get to do something to distract me from FedEx. So not only was I an essential worker one time, I am now an essential worker twice. And this brought on new anxiety. When you work in a hospital, especially when a pandemic is happening, having to put on PPE, having to wear an N95 mask with a surgical mask over it, having to wear a shield, gloves, doubling the gloves, going into rooms, taking their blood as an asthmatic, doing this for three weeks of training, which were eight-hour days, and then transitioning to every other weekend for four-hour days. It still brought on a lot of anxiety. The anxiety of a new job. The anxiety of being in a field that I hadn't really practiced much in since my externship in 2019, September. Making sure I don't have to stick the patient more than once. The possibility of being exposed. Now, I was never one to go for the medical field. I'm not the medical person in my family. That's my second oldest brother. He's currently in med school to be a doctor. Um, His girlfriend is also a doctor. (laughs) She worked at the same hospital. Um, My sister-in-law, she's fantastic. Um, My eldest brother sells health insurance. I'm the person in my family whom my mom would probably, probably describe as lost or has no direction or has no ambition. My, my view on work is if it feels like work, you're not going to last long, mainly because I love acting. Acting is my passion. When I say that, I mean, if you close your eyes and think about the one thing that you love doing as a profession, if you can close your eyes and think about it and it makes you smile, that's what you should be doing. Telling stories, bringing them to life, stepping into somebody else's shoes and discovering a little bit more about myself through that character and and discovering more about that character by stepping into their shoes and becoming their voice, writing stories, writing out scripts, just the process, the joy of it all. I, I, I thrive on it. 
I guess I think you can guess where this is going. <laughs> being in a hospital while also being at FedEx, getting the anxiety I had from FedEx while working in a pandemic, while being an essential worker there, then going to a hospital every other weekend after training, you know, and being an essential worker for a second time. The amount of anxiety I had been feeling was overwhelming. I found myself breaking down in my shower, crying. I found myself crying myself to sleep. I was having trouble sleeping. I would toss and turn. I would have anxiety attacks. I was just feeling so alone with my anxiety. I honestly, personally, I don't think anybody in my family truly knows or believes I have anxiety. I don't think they actually even believe I have depression. Um, there's other reasons for that that I will not go into. But my anxiety got so bad that I needed to remedy it. Unfortunately, FedEx did lay me off uh, due to miscommunication, which the contractor admitted was miscommunication. And before anybody says that, I go, that's wrongful lawsuit, wrongful termination. Actually, FedEx has it in their guidelines that contractors can fire their employees for any reason they seem they deem necessary. So now I go from having a full paycheck of about 600 a week to having 120 every other week. Being an essential worker, you see all these signs. Thank you, heroes. You're doing amazing. Essential workers, you're our heroes. And your livelihood, your way of paying bills is gone. Cue more anxiety. Fortunately, I was able to get unemployment. Unfortunately, I had to defer my car payment for two months. It's a hefty one. I was trying to refinance at the time that I was fired. And then the anxiety from the hospital kept getting worse. I was being put in the cancer wing. I don't do well with cancer. My mom lost her best friend when I was 16 to cancer. Um, I was very close to her. She was like a second mom. So that's hard. That was definitely hard to be in there. 
working with COVID patients, seeing people on ventilators, it was eating away at my soul. And like I said before, I never wanted to be in healthcare. It wasn't in the medical field. It was never my goal in life. It's never where I've wanted to be. I've never felt a calling to it. <clears throat> Sorry. So, I did what felt right to me to lessen my anxiety. I had to remove myself from an environment that was causing my anxiety still to be so bad. I've never in my life quit a job. I've never in my life been made to feel like my passion, my what I love to do was wrong because I needed that stability because I had bills. So now, you know, unfortunately I am unemployed. One job was due to my leaving it. Another was due to an employer just being not a good employer. But you know, the anxiety I have over my bills right now isn't as bad as it had been. Because I know I'm going to be okay. Anxiety is your fears going into overtime. And once you're able to just sit there and relax and calm your mind, the anxiety you're feeling at that moment, it will pass. Now that I've talked your ear off for 30 minutes (laughs) of probably nonsense that you don't want to hear or not nonsense if that if that is what you wanted to hear look for this episode in Spotify my podcast is available on any platform that has podcasts again this is can you relate thank you so much for lending your time your ear and your mind to me and I hope you have a wonderful day